Hello and welcome to Arcade Couch, best place to chill with friends and get your game goodness each and every Monday. My name is Dylan Black and joining me on the couch this week, Ashley Helpley. No, wait. Oh. 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 What? Oh, no. oh, wait. Never mind. He's not here. That's so weird. I feel like. I also feel like I've never done an episode just with Kiramacha. I think we have at have some we? point. I think we definitely have at some point, but then like you and Ash definitely do episodes, and I've yeah, done we do o- only is, Ash episodes. But you and me are definitely. I think Ash on is this show, the, yeah, Ash is generally the 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 the, the permanent, right? He is yeah. the he is the constant in Arcade Couch. Um, so to not have him is a weird one. To yeah. for him to be off, kind of gallivanting in Perth right now. It's sort of crazy. Like even for what do you want to watch, he still had to. We still had to record two episodes to queue up while he was away. Like he couldn't just, yes. eh, fuck it, you know. <laughs> even when we take time off at the end of the year, every year it's this whole. Gotta have episodes. <laughs> crazy person. Fucking can't even just take a break. Can't even go fishing. No, no don't worry. Can't even go fishing. Uh, I don't. I've got a couple. I need like two news stories I want to talk about this week. Otherwise, just continue our post-pack stuff um especially because obviously me and ash recorded a like rough half hour thing on the show floor very like tired exhausted talking about stuff so it's like it is like whatever that is um but having a chance to talk to kieran about what his packs experience was like of course so we're going to continue talking about packs um and who cares if we talk about it for two three four weeks it only happens once a year so here in australia at least so i'm gonna keep on keeping on baby uh I was going to do that later, but fuck it, let's just do it now as we roll in. So PAX, let's keep the PAX talk happening. How was your PAX 2023, Kieran? PAX was good. PAX was, uh, PAX was pretty great. PAX was an interesting year when it comes to games, I think. I think um, indie games was Rule the world. thriving. Yeah. I think Rule in- the world. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think indie games were thriving. I think Dylan had a better time because it was very lackluster when it comes to AAA or AA titles to kind of, for Dylan to avoid, you know? I think there was very limited in terms of video games when it comes to, like, the big boys. and the. Big I played the biggest games. game there. I know what you're talking about. I played Mario. Sorry. You did. You did. Thank you very much to Nintendo for um, getting us through and, and making that seamless as possible to uh, mm. to go and check that out. But at the same time, I feel like, yeah, it, it was... It made PAX feel, I will say, it made PAX feel a little weird in terms of what there actually was to go and do at PAX if you were only a video games fan, you know? like I mean, There's a fuck ton of board games. There is, but if you're if you're mainly there because of video gaming, um, mm. I think the show floor itself, very limited in terms of... Where do you fall on this? So David over at Kotaku... Australia wrote this article like pretty much a day. I think it went up. Like, I think Monday, I saw Tuesday, this. Yeah. Prax, yep. yeah, about like, hey, PlayStation, Xbox, get your shit together, come back. Where, where do you fall on the line of yes or no to that? Do you, do you think that they they should? Or I yeah. think I think it's I think Xbox should. I think Xbox should a hundred percent. No, honestly, I think both of them should. I think it would be good for both of them just to have representation. And even if it's. Even if it's for Xbox's sake, even if it's nothing to do with like a major game release, but there is just a bunch of Game Pass stuff and, and, and like a bunch of interactables. Like you could do something like, you know what? Like Bethesda, which technically Bethesda is Xbox or Microsoft, but it's a little different. Bethesda is mm. quite good in terms of its um, 
position within the Australian community. Bethesda didn't have a booth, but Bethesda still had an activity that everybody was saw. Like most likely if you're at PAX, you at some point probably saw somebody carrying around a um an art piece of the cat from um Hi-Fi Rush. Um because they were doing um like bevs and painting or something or whatever it's called. It had a better name than that, but they, they had um an event where or an area where people were going to to have a drink if you're over eighteen and to with the, one of the creative directors of Hi-Fi Rush actually draw the cat from that game. Um so still having them there I think is substantial. I think Xbox is one thing. And maybe it's just maybe this is my PlayStation leaning away or uh, or just my general opinions in the gaming space. I think it comes off a little bit arrogant of Sony not being there. Like I just, I keep as of late in the last 12 months, I get this feeling from Sony of not giving a fuck, knowing that they are kind of number one dog, knowing that they are, they have the player base and they have the, the market share in terms of video game consoles. And that's, all, and you know, and I feel like they they don't have to try to get players anymore, and they're not pushing to bring things to players anymore. And I just get that feeling with a lot of decisions lately by PlayStation um, and Sony themselves. Xbox definitely, you should be there, and you should be either bringing more stuff or God, you had Forza was released. What Forza came out this week? Like, would have been cool just to have. Oh, it came out like the week of, or like or the week of. The like, it would have been cool to have Forza of, there, yeah. or or to go over and have a Starfield. Like, have something about Starfield there. You know, have a Starfield experience. Yeah, piece of shit. Have have a Starfield experience on the on the show floor or something nearby. Um, yeah, I just I. I I just feel like both of them should be putting in more effort when it comes to attending I like this. things. For what you're saying, I think it ties into... Yes, I found the article. It's on Kotaku, yeah, mm-hmm. written by David. It's titled, PlayStation and Xbox need to get their asses back to... I keep saying David like people know who I'm talking. David Smith, by the way. Yes. PlayStation and Xbox need to get their asses back to Pac-Holes. Pac-Holes. At the end here, he writes, um, Nintendo has understood something about packs that the other two have clearly forgotten. These are the people that buy your stuff, the consoles you make, the games your hard-working first-party studios produce. You can try and control your image and comps as much as you like, but ultimately, the direct-to-consumer video game model is sterile deeply impersonal thing it's bare minimum stuff holding your hand out for money expecting to get it with all the interpersonal spark of choppy zoom call you love to claim that you love to claim everything you do is for the players prove it get your heads out of your asses and get back to the pack source floor in 2024 no excuses no half measures no off-site invite only influencer bullshit get back on the floor among the people who rely on you to buy your games on your consoles they show up for you and push your your companies to record profits year on year on um for once in your lives tell the shareholders to shove it prize open your wallets and show up the people that keep you in the business i because i 100 agree with all that like it's 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 definitely disappointing to not see them there even as someone who like i'll stand by like i don't really care like I, and I do a you don't give a fuck. Us. You you don't like, give a fuck because it's the triple A titles. You don't. No, play no. Those. You don't play those. Yeah. So let's just that for, that for the for the the character of me. But also the because <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, like if if packs, if people always have this conversation. I know it's not for everyone, but like in a world where like packs was only indie games, I know I'm good. 
because I, I like I can never play. There's never enough time in three days for me to play every indie game. And even if there was, and I managed to play every single fucking indie game, I'd be like, cool. I've got time to check out other shit now, including like um, maybe I'll go watch some more panels. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not afraid yes. of not having enough to do. I do understand for some people, however, who are le- like more wanting to attend something like PAX for- to get a chance to go hands-on. Like people are lining up two, three fucking hours to play 15, 20 minutes of Super Mario Bros. Wonder, a game that is out this week, right? A game that was out two, two, two and a half weeks. People were, and we have, we have a direct story that we probably won't tell on the, the show, but of Nintendo has a store that people have to get specific vouchers slash tickets yeah to get into like it's it's like nintendo as a whole kind of nintendo ain't good like they i would would love to know their optics and we're never going to know because it's not something i'll talk about but i'd love to know their optics on packs this year because the previous packs no one attended right it was the it was the big three aren't there it's it's nothing and last year's packs was a little weird it was it was and i joined it because it was like you know it was still back together with everyone whatever but it was like a mix of i would say hey the big three aren't here for the first time since any packs australia and everyone's still a little bit trepidatious because it's the first like big thing post-covid or whatever this year nintendo's there people are a little bit more laxed on the idea of covid for good or bad whatever you're however you feel about that but like this year felt a little bit more normalized um but i would love to know the optics on nintendo because they would have paid one of the reasons that people say xbox and playstation don't tend is because apparently the prices of boops are expensive which i've heard from multiple people and do believe to be true but if you if you believe that then you that means that nintendo played a fuck ton for their area and how much space they took up which they probably did but i would say with no competition People were that it was Nintendo was always fucking packed. It was and people waited hours, and I would love to know how much money they made from people just buying merch from that sh- that shop over the weekend. Yeah, like they would make a mint, and it was like the default place for video games fans to go. Like I think the big thing of remembering packs, like especially like maybe packs twenty nineteen, I think is the best reference for it, where there was just post COVID, um, pre COVID, pre COVID, where there was a big. Sony area where they were the kind of they were trying to get VR going again. They were still with, like having lots VR, of VR. We had Xbox where we played. Um, uh, Wasn't uh, Sonic on Xbox or something? That year, I don't I remember, but they, there was I'm trying to remember what the was... big. remember what the big Xbox game was, but I can't actually remember. They probably isn't one because they didn't have one probably. probably um, not. The... I think they just <laughs> not had... at that point. No, I don't even think they did. I think they just had a big ass area with lots of consoles. They had a few like third party games that they like tied yes. their brand to. That was it. Was like, wasn't it like Ori was around that time? Ori could have been there. Yeah, Ori, Ori could have been there. there. I know um, the I Fox can't... game was there. The little indie Zelda like what the fuck is that called? Yeah, uh, Tunic. Tunic. Tunic was there. Yeah, yeah Tunic was there. Um, and, yeah, I think there was Nintendo lots of little there. stuff that you had to go to Xbox to go and play that wasn't out yeah. yet. I think there was other people, yeah, showing an Xbox. But that's what they should do. If they don't have anything to show, get a bunch of your smaller people that are jumping on on Game Pass. Get them, get them there, and get them showing the game. Let's not let's not also forget about the fact that Ubisoft was there. Yes, they just jumped th- on board with Nintendo. I th- yeah, and I think Ubisoft was there. Um, EA was there. Sorry, maybe I'm trying to remember. Nah, I don't think there was any. EA no, yeah. no. Maybe it was a year prior, but the, it definitely does. Like I do yeah. agree for people who like miss that big feel. 
I get it. Like to like I get it. If they if what you want from packs is those big companies and the I, big I games, think, I get it. I think my problem comes from I think they had a massive area this year for a VR free play area mm. in and like kind of they had a very big area that's normally used for a stage or, or for something for for events. I feel like the and this is like I guess no offense to them or not it's not exactly a negative but like the consumer part of PAX is growing like the amount of area that the kind of hardware companies are now starting to take in terms of your your Logitechs your um kind of your like smaller more hey, that, that air, whatever brand was doing that keyboard area like the, yeah the oh I area. stay away from that because I can't I don't want to get into custom keyboards so expensive cost, but like that place was mass pretty big area the place like, was big for, like for I feel like those areas are getting bigger and bigger every year and they're just so fucking loud and they're so because mm. they have you know, which is great for them. Contests and like people gathering around to be able to at certain times during the day to be part of the contests, I think is great for them and great for the kind of, um, uh, I guess, for making the show fulfilled. But I think it's just hiding that there is stuff missing from the show floor that's normally there. Yeah. Well, it's it made me wonder because like, Remember it was like PAX and the EB Games Expo joined up. And that's why we had that huge 2019 year, right? Yes. Yeah, 100%. It was like huge year. It was EB Expo and PAX joined together. It's now the best show ever. And it was pretty big, obviously, that 2019 one. But now I'm like, okay, well, if they they don't want to do that and PAX is more indie, back to like its roots, I guess, if you want to call it that, Mm -hmm. then does the EB Games Expo need to come back? Like, (laughs) what's the... No, <laughs> the thing is, I think this maybe is one of the downsides of not only COVID, but of E3 dying mm. is kind of these companies seeing, well, we don't actually have to be at these events because people are going to play our stuff with or without us doing this. And I think the the, the original reason for attending these events, which it first and foremost should be growing your communities and being out there and attending more is being replaced by the, the corporate business of does doing this result in more systems being sold. Like I still, I told it several times over packs fucking Phil Spencer at EB games expo. Can't remember which year it was, but it had to be the year gears of war four was coming out. I had, and this was like maybe second or third year of Xbox One and the PlayStation 4. I had sold my day one edition Xbox One because I didn't touch it. I'd been focusing on PC gaming with a bit of, uh, no, it was just yeah, PC gaming. I attended that. Phil Spencer had a talk. I left that talk. I walked out and I put $300 down <laughs> on a Gears of War 4 console, um, Xbox um, One S or whatever it was going to be. You sucker. Um, I am a sucker, but that's, that's you know, that's what this shit's kind of supposed to do in the background. But it, it, first and foremost, it should be building your communities and being out there and, and being amongst yeah, it it's, it's It's really weird because like all the indie devs, definitely view it as hey it's it's both a chance to get uh our game's name out there by people playing it but also it's a chance to build communities get 
talk to the people that are playing our games, see them face to face, get some feedback and, you know, like whatever else. And like, Mm -hmm. and and people walk away and feel more connected to these games and feel more connected to these developers because I've met them and talked to them and whatever else. And it's really weird. And it's not weird because they're big corporations, but it's, it's just, you wish that the, the bigger companies felt the same way about their stuff, I guess. I, um, and I think it was, and maybe this is this is also part part of the luxury of us in our position as as part of the media in Australia. I felt so welcomed by Nintendo. It was fucking crazy, and I know we get we get more um, kind of direct hands on stuff with Nintendo ourselves, but not only Nintendo, but Ubisoft. The time we spoke to, like the time we spent speaking to both their representatives, like throughout the period of time we were in their booth, was fucking awesome. And it felt great. It felt really nice. Like it, 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 it was great to see them interact with other people as well. Like it was great to see them interact with just your general public patrons. And it was a lot closer to how you see the indie devs interact with people when they're playing their game or when they're waiting for their game. Um, and I think it's, it's what I would love to see more out of Xbox and Sony is to, bring people to the forefront of these events, like introduce people, show people, talk to people, you know? Um, I think, you know, in my own kind of thought processes after last week about careers and stuff, like that's very much kind of directed me in things I want to do moving forward. Um, it's, you want to work for Nintendo? Uh, not specifically but like, <laughs> <laughs> not specifically but like that's the direction that i want to go in, in in some ways like is um is more the, the the uh the communications and the pr side of stuff and the um the the actual like getting involved with the communities and the um and also like you know yeah that whole side of things i guess it's hard to put into words exactly but um that's that's inspiring to see and i think to get that more as a whole from from lots of people and and to get that um in the industry from xbox and sony i think it's really important in, in in as a whole yeah i agree like yeah i get it but yeah it's 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 I say two things of like, I totally get it. And I wish I, I would love to see that PAX sort of thing return. But at the same time, I don't want to say like PAX is dead to me if they don't, you know what I mean? Like I'd still be, there's still more than enough to keep me happy yes. and entertained while yeah. I'm there. hundred percent. Um, all right. So let's talk a little bit. Let's go over your, the big thing you did, I guess, in your day and a half that you were there. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Fucking hell. Time <laughs> <laughs> there. So you went and played a. Let's talk about non-digital games. Let's talk about. Yeah, I want to play the, support the games. Other side. Um, I went and thanks to the team over at Double Jump Comms, I was um, lucky enough to go and join in in some demonstrations of uh, Space Cowboy Games. I guess is the the uh, developer. I guess is the word or the designer and publishers for these board games. Um, the first one is a. Um, newly to be well i guess they're both to be released i think spellbook was being was able to be purchased actually at pax um but i was lucky enough to walk away with actually a copy of spellbook spellbook is a one to four player um spell builder game where players have to um 
use tokens and like kind of gather tokens to be able to learn various spells to gain points and to gain more tokens and um to kind of build across while playing against others it's one to four players games roughly take 30 to 45 minutes probably 45 minutes on your first couple of games but it does speed up kind of the more used to it you get um it's a really interesting game in terms of um, the the customization and the playability. So every game is played with seven spells or seven spell cards that each have three spell slots that you can pay for and buy with your tokens. Um, for the games, every player gets the same seven spell cards, but there are three different sets of seven spell cards. So that is 21 different spell cards that could be... Um, kind of mixed and changed in games so there is recognitions at the start for a specific set of cards to use and how but once you get a bit more into the game and you get more used to it you can start swapping and changing different cards out of different sets and start building your own kind of games out of it to play um i actually um yeah, we got to sit down with the designer and talk through it. There is a lot of interesting strategy there of, of watching what other players are doing, what spells they're going for, what colored tokens they're taking. Um, the, the game ends when players either store 16 of these tokens or when they've learned one player learns seven spells, the game stops and you kind of add up your points. Um, every spell that you can learn adds up your points. It has a points value as well as one point for every spell token you store. I had the pleasure today, actually, I've, I sat down after um, lunch today with my family um, and, and played a game of it with them and kind of ran through it a little bit as a kind of as I'm preparing for the review. And it's a lot of fun. Like, I think um, even for people who aren't into video games or aren't into board games, you know, their mum and dad constantly, um, uh, you know, when they go away in the caravan are playing Scrabble together and stuff. So to I, see say, I feel like your parents would be in the board games. Sure. Yeah, they're into I it. I feel like they, they seem like we've never really, <laughs> we've never really been like a big board game family and stuff, yeah, but okay. like this is actually playing this and, and the second game I tried to speak about in a second um, is, um, it's really, yeah, it's really good to get into. There's lots of kind of foreplay and strategy where you can take the same color as somebody else to try and stop them from getting them. Um, storing the tokens actually just removes that token from the game. So if you were to get all the white tokens by the white spell at its highest ability and then start storing the white tokens in your points, you could stop other people being able to get the highest level spell for that white card um i think it's it's got a lot of customization the quality of the builds interesting i love the artwork um there are four of these little um they call them familiar to, like kind of where you keep your tokens and everything they've got great artwork we were lucky enough um to be provided with an extra three of them um for through an expansion that's going to be brought out for it um but it's a great, it's a great, easy to learn game, and um, it's something that's definitely, I think, for anybody who is jumping in and learning and kind of getting into board games for the first time and diving into board games. I think it's a great pickup. So that's Spellbook. The other one was Perspectives. Um, Perspectives is a cooperative um, detective board game um, where players have to work together through 
four or five different cases. Each case has uh, a different act. Uh, has five acts. Acts can go anywhere from about half an hour to forty-five minutes generally, um, and you have to work together to solve the mystery and solve the problem. Um, the really fun part of this, and we got throughout the demo um, that we played um, on on that Saturday morning, was the evidence for the event. So you, somebody reads out like the description of everything that's going on, um, the setup and the setting, but then everybody is given out cards, and so any number of players you can play this with. Uh, I think nine was the total. Don't quote me on that one. Um, Everybody gets cards that has some form of information. So it could be somebody has some personnel records where it has their fingerprints and the copy of their writing and their name and stuff. Another person could be given a photograph of the murder of the crime scene or different potential places where for what we had was there was multiple windows that a shooter could have shot from. And then there was multiple fingerprints. So, what players have to do is you have to work out an answer to some questions at the end of the the case. And that'll often be who is the killer? Where did they shoot the person from? um, Who else was in the room or could have been in the room? And so the big fun fact of this is you can't show anybody else the cards that you have. So the cards you have, you have to, describe what you're looking at to other people so if somebody might have oh there was a fingerprint on the windowsill the fingerprint looked like this and you have to kind of describe what fingerprints look like which is oh it's kind of got a squiggle that runs from the left to the right a little bit and it's got scratches at the top um it it um and then, yeah, the more and more elements, I think the more players that you got involved and the more players that um, played, I think the more chaotic and interesting it would become because I think we had the four of us, so we had like four cards each. If you were playing with eight of us, it would be two cards each. So it would require all eight people communicating what's properly on their card. And if you have one person that's kind of sitting back a little bit or not kind of fully talking through what's going on, it's going to derail your whole case or kind of lead you down some strays or give people the wrong idea. Um, it comes out October 20th. So it's the biggest launch of October 20th. I can't think of anything else that could be launching that day. That's bigger. So uh, check out perspectives and definitely um, check out Spellbook as well. Not in the uh, board game space anyway. You know, I just think it everything, you know, I think um, absolutely yeah. everything. I can't think of anything at all that uh, would be, would be bigger. All right. Well, looking forward to reading, uh, your full thoughts um glad you had fun too because i feel i was thinking afterwards was i was like ash is like the only one that actually gets to go to things because like you get you know he goes to his movie events and stuff uh we get codes for games or whatever but like neither of us <laughs> go to like actual well that's the like, thing i think this has made me want to either play board games or maybe seek more board games out for us to do on the channel and do on the show. Um, because I think this was a lot of fun. Even playing my family today was a lot of fun. Um, mm. I'm going to get some friends together and play it. This, this play Spellbook again before I write the review um, and just do a couple different games because I need to play around with some of the more custom, the different sets just so I get a better idea for it. But um, yeah, I, I think 
board games are a really interesting space in general. Um, and it definitely does make you kick yourself a little bit when you're like, if I lived in Melbourne, I could probably um, be able to to check out a lot more stuff and then and, and see a lot yeah. more. Um, well, opportunities like these come up. It's just I got no one to cover them. So, yeah, <laughs> like, not 100%. 100%. Um, all right. Outside of that, what was your favorite game of PAX, do you reckon? It's my favorite game of PAX. I feel like you've think- had, surely you've had enough time to. Uh, the thing about what I'm not saying it's the best game, my, but like, what was the game you enjoyed playing the most? List. Um, you know, I actually think Prince of Persia was. Um, I think Prince, yeah. of, which is you know, I guess a bit of a lame answer when there's all these indie games. But no, okay, no, no, no. I'll go with I'll go with okay. I'll, I'll separate it into the two games because okay. I think um there was um yeah Prince of Persia. I think we got the chance to, to check out Prince of Persia um, on the, the Switch, which I was surprised about how much fun I had with it in terms of I'm not a big Metroidvania-style game fan. I didn't really love – I don't love the Prince of Persia 2D games, but I do love Prince of Persia. Um, I wasn't a part of the this game looks crap or like kind of – the design or the art style of crap because I thought the art style looks really cool. I really like the prince's design. Yes, um, probably doesn't look um, culturally active. Active, I will ad- kind of admit to that. I've seen that conversation a little bit, but um, it's it seems like it's a lot of game. But what we got to play and and Dylan and <laughs> Dylan has the lays the claim to has gotten the farthest um, out of at least any of us out of Explosion Network. Be interested to see who else had gotten deeper kind of in the people who played it. But to be honest, I thought that game was a maze. There was so much shit you could do, at least in that demo period that we were playing or that, that section we were playing in. Um, there seemed to be so many different routes you could take, so many different little bits and pieces you could take. You were saying that there was a puzzle with um, doing with like the time rewind puzzle like mm. i didn't see anything of the sort like that uh, i saw a lot of climbing puzzles and like rearranging the area so you climb up to different things um but yeah it, it was a really interesting um and playthrough i can't wait to get hands on with it and like play from you kind of i guess one of the things was there was a lot of stuff you had access to that i guess in a normal playthrough you would get built up bit by bit as yeah, you like, forward. They just said that it, you like have all the powers or whatever. Yes. Yes, which I think can be a little bit overwhelming or you don't quite understand where you should be using everything. Um but I will okay, that is my kind of actual game, but the game that's took my heart is still um Footy Bash by a small studio called Danger Thumbs. This came out of nowhere um uh, in terms of um really fun and ingenuitive game design. I it was like when Buddy came over and took Ash and me over to it, it was like a kid. It was honestly like a kid on Christmas. Like he'd found like, and this was on like Friday morning. This was like when I first saw him after we went to Nintendo. Yeah, because Buddy would have just got there, went up and down every indie aisle, found the multiplayer co-op, looked for all the multiplayer co-op games gone. All right, they're the ones. Um, <laughs> For those people who don't get it, yeah, Danger Thumbs is a relatively small studio. Um, Footy Bash is a is NBA Jam, but AFL. Um, you know, it has not licensed at all, so it has very 
close lookalike characters in the game that you could probably go, oh, that looks like this person in real life. Um, but it was a full-fledged, four-player um, competitive game where uh, two versus two got to play a full game of footy. There was punching people. Players could go on fire. You could jump up in the air and do massive AFL style, like massive superhero leaps to get the ball. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was entertaining. I guess my only thing was like, okay, does this game, when it comes out, I don't think this game will have any form of like online support or kind of, it'll be great for like couch play. But if you don't have three friends in real life that want to play it with you, it might struggle a little bit, but it was, it was a lot of fun. It was exciting. Um, I walking past it every time was always full of people. So um, it looked great, played great. It was, it was enjoyable. Just great couch fun. Nice. Yeah. I didn't play that, but obviously I heard enough between everyone else over the weekend who loved it. And I mean, honestly, a game called Footy Bash isn't really singing out as a Dylan game, but... No. No, but that's fine. Um, yeah, cool. I uh, I reckon we'll put, put a we'll put a pause on PAX. I know if next week when Ash is back, if you're like, because as I said, we were, when we did that last week, I don't know if you'll have some more thoughts or whatever. Um, we did record some stuff that's up on our TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. They posted a short and then obviously TikTok's only shorts and Instagram they're on as reels or whatever. No, they, I think they just posted them as normal videos. Anyway, me and Ash did some stuff uh, talking about like I just did like 10 different categories or whatever. Kieran would have been in them but you know, go to Stark yeah, between the cushions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why I wasn't there. <laughs> um, so if you want to know what that is, that's what that is. I, th- I, I like the way they turned out. I uh, little short form content. I like I, I like the way they sort of turned out. So there was some stuff I want to write and put up as well. Um, so as I said, just, you know, time's a time. There's not enough. <laughs> uh, let's talk about a couple of news stories before we wrap up this week, though. Um, so, firstly, obviously, we've got to cover, cover this Activision, it's officially Xbox. Um, I know I'm sort of honestly sick of talking about and covering this story to a degree. I know how you But feel it's about over. It. But yeah, it is officially over. Um, it's finally gone through. So Phil Spencer on Xbox Y for the million fans who love Xbox Blizzard and King Games. We want you to know that today's a good day to play. You are the heart and soul of these franchises and we are honored to have you as part of our community. Whether you play on Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, PC or mobile, you are welcome here and we'll remain welcome even if Xbox isn't where you play your favorite franchise. Because when everyone plays, we all win. So... Yeah, the deal officially went through. They put out a trailer, which I found very weird. Like the a tra- uh, X Activision Blizzard King joint Xbox official trailer is the is the video. Um, and it's like a bunch of clips of characters like from StarCraft, whatever, being like home, welcome home, and like all this like stuff about like coming home and all that. It's just it's weird. But anyway, um, Bobby Kodik, the hot topic of discussion. Uh, he'll be out as of the start of next year. So he's on he's on for a couple few months. See so at the end of this year, but he's gone at the end of the year. So that was my one big question. But yeah, are you glad to see it finally, finally actually over? Yeah, I think the thing that got it over the line, I think, is the dumbest thing in the world, like in terms of what they had to do to try and please the uh the um the UK board. But I uh no, I think it's good that it's finally done. Um 
it'll be great to see Blizzard Activision actually move forward as a company. I think they've been in a holding pattern for a little bit now with this waiting. Um, so it'll be great to see them move forward to see how they approach, you know, Xbox and, and how Microsoft kind of approaches them as a company as well. I think it'll be it'll be great. Yeah, I mean, why we code this out? So I don't know. That's all I could ask for at this stage. Of it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and then before we wrap up, see how you're feeling about all of this. Game Awards officially happening. Jeff Keighley Show, December 7th, probably the 8th here in Australia. How are you feeling about what, you, what you've played? Jen, you've played enough. <laughs> and what do you think is going to take home? What, how are you feeling so far? Is it just going to be Baldur's Gate, Zelda? Like, what, are the, what do you feel pretty um, confident going to fall into the... I think it's... It depends how Spider-Man does this week. Um, yeah. I do think it's a two-horse race. I don't. I don't even think. Even if Spider-Man's amazing, I don't think it can come quite close enough to what the other two did in terms of. Um, I think Spider-Man is just going to be a sequel that's just going to do more of what its previous game did and, and do, do it well, um, but not in the style of say uh, Zelda was insane in terms of uh, the, its own development and change in terms of the game. And then Baldur's Gates just took the gaming community by storm. I don't think anything else really touches it this year. Um, I feel like I the, the only two locks I have is Zelda yes. and Baldur's Gate. Yes. I think an interesting... It won't have anything to do with Game of the Year, but I'll be very interested to see how people approach uh, Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty this year in the, well, the it's gaming a award space. Expansion, I guess. Like, depends if categories do. Um, well, it's an expansion, but then expansion. on top of the expansion, the game kind of has been as a whole. Like the the original, the base game for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven has also been um, kind of yeah, they patch. Yeah, they've done the two patch, which has changed. The game a lot. Well, I put, mean, how would you do? You think if a game like that gets a massive patch and it fixes a lot of things, and it's came out years ago, should it suddenly be? I don't think it should be in year, game yeah? of the year content, but I think it should definitely ongoing game. Yeah, I don't even think it'd be like, ongoing game, but I think it should definitely be up there for like action game of the year or kind of those kinds of things because fuck, it has Idris Elba in it, man. Like, of course, why why not? Um, no, I think. I think the game as a whole is in a point in that Fintum. Did I tell you I played some cyberpunk? I, you know what? I saw that. I saw because I've put in. I I've, just remembered. <laughs> so I've, I've, uh, it's one of the two main games I've played this week. I've put in, I think it was like I'm up to 22 hours this week in um, cyberpunk. Um, I saw you had played like 2.2 hours and on my Steam yeah. that popped um, up. I, I was like, uh, the fuck? I'm reviewing this laptop at the moment and um, I wanted to play something, you know, like mm-hmm. chunky on it. So I, I downloaded and I played a few, yeah, a couple of hours of Cyberpunk on it. So, yeah, it took me a couple of years, but, you know, Starfield 2028, mm-hmm. get there. <laughs> no, it's... Um, it's fine. Honestly, here's my... Two and, two, two and a bit hours, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Like, does, you doesn't grab barely me. got out of the... You know what? I it know, but me, like... It, like it took me hours, this playthrough. Play I'm actually loving this so much. I loved it when it originally came out. I'm like... Even like it took me ten hours to get to the title screen, to get to the Cyberpunk twenty twenty seven screen, which is at the end of the prologue and at the end of Act at the end of the prologue. I'm pretty sure I got the title. That's like where yeah, I took me ten hours because I did just a whole bunch of other stuff. 
rather than playing the main story. And I was having a blast. I am like... That's why you don't finish games. Pardon? That's why you don't finish games. I've already finished this game, though. I've no, but I'm saying that's why you struggle. The thing is, right? I've been trying to enjoy like the game because if I push two, three, two, no, Dylan, this is strategic, right? Mm. Not only am I enjoying it and loving it, and and I'm already way over leveled, but if I played the main story, I would get to the point in the main story that Phantom Liberty kicks in, and then I would feel like I should buy Phantom Liberty when I'm not really because I've been trying to avoid that because Spider Man comes out at the end of this week. Mm. and if I bought Phantom Liberty I would not have enough time to play everything um, so I've done the smart thing not bought Phantom Liberty but have been enjoying the shit out of Cyberpunk in general like I think I'm only part of the way into Act 2 and I am level 36 and I've almost got all like I'm level 46 out of 53 cred and I am yeah I'm doing great it's a lot of fun it's a great game between that and Assassin's Creed Mirage it's been a good week of gaming You've been playing Assassin's Creed Mirage. I finished Assassin's Creed Mirage. Holy to be fact, shit! If I could, if I, if I could have been bothered, or if I wanted to, I would have the platinum for it. I've got like two hours of gameplay left to do the platinum for that game. That's insane. Um, I'll uh, put a pin in that. I'll. I think we'll talk about that more next week. Only because yes. this week I wanted to like. Yes. We'll just- We'll just no, no, structure no, a little bit slow. We're still on the, the slow week or whatever. Um, we'll talk about that next week. We'll talk about maybe some more cyberpunk next week. Um, I'm playing Detective Pikachu, probably like three quarters away from that. I want that. some more coffee. Oh, so good. <laughs> Give me some coffee. <laughs> it's so good. Every time he makes a joke about like, wake up, they're like, oh, oh Tim, we got to go out and stop the crimes. But before we go do that, can we stop by the coffee shop? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll have a few games to talk about next week. Um, but yeah, I think I'll do it for this week's episode of RK Couch. Let us know your thoughts on uh, packs, of course, and check out those videos I was talking about. Um, our TikTok, uh, Instagram, and YouTube, but YouTube as shorts, not as main videos. Um, stay tuned for some articles coming forward. Stay tuned, uh, I presume, this week for Kieran's. Is that the plan? This week for your uh, um, what's Call reviews or? or yeah, we'll try and squeeze that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah right. Well, yeah, stay yeah. tuned for this week or next week for Karen's <laughs> reviews of those things. Um, and yeah, Ash will be back next week and we'll talk about all the things that have been happening. Uh, until then, have a good one. Enjoy your week, everyone. Goodbye. Check out explosionnetwork.com. <laughs>